You know, tonight I want to speak from my heart. I want to speak from my heart. You know, there are those type of sermons you, you want to take it point by point, but there are those sermons and then you just want to preach them out of your heart. You know, and I, 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 will, I will also bring part of my, my experience. You know, I am a young man who grew up in a lot of pains in my life. That is why I was so overwhelmed, you know, tonight, you know, with what the Lord is doing. Because when I look back and look at my life, it's like, Lord, I'm just a miracle. I was not even supposed to be standing right here tonight. And, but God being a faithful God, here we are. Here am I tonight. It is because of his grace. And uh, uh, also looking at what is happening in our nation, you know, and a lot of people are going through struggles. A lot of people are going through pains. There are a lot of things that are happening, you know, in this nation. Our women are going through struggles, rape, you can name it. You know, it's like what is happening in our nation. But I want to tell you tonight, I can identify with most of the people tonight who are going through pain. You know, and that is why tonight I want to talk to you under this topic, seen beyond pain. Seen beyond pain pain. That's what I want to talk about. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. As we minister your word, speak to us like never before. I know that, Father God, there are many people here, as much as you want the vision to be unfolded, they can't even see what you are doing in their lives because the pain is so too much in their lives. It is not easy for them to see what you are doing in their lives because, Lord, there are many things, terrible things that have happened in their life. Even when you said the Lord is good, they are saying, how can the Lord be good if I'm going through this today? But Lord, tonight we pray that speak to us like never before. Deliver us from this pain. Deliver us from all this struggle so that we can see the unfolding vision of what you are doing in our lives. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. amen. Seeing beyond pain. Pain, you would agree with me, is part of human nature. No one is immune to pain. We all have or are going to face times of pain in our lives. We can't escape pain in this fallen world. No matter how hard we try, but we don't have to suffer in vain. Please don't lose that. No matter how much you suffer, this is what I, I want to say tonight. You don't have to suffer in vain either. We all need the grace to see beyond our, our pain. That is what I'm praying for tonight. That in spite of your pain, in spite of your disappointment, may the good God tonight give you the grace to see beyond your pain. Because there is something that the Lord is doing, but the devil will always bring the pain so that you don't see beyond but I strongly believe that tonight the Lord wants us, you know, to see beyond that pain so that we can receive, you know, or grab what the Lord has put on the other side of pain. You know, when I read the scripture, I also realize that there are many people in the Bible who have faced moments of pain in their lives. You know, and these people were able to see beyond the pain and they ran after the call of God in spite of what they were going through. Tonight I'm thinking of a woman by the name of Hannah. We all know Hannah, that Hannah was a barren woman and Penina tormented her 
daily, the Bible says daily, Penina, you know, tormented this woman because she was barren. But you know, Hannah saw beyond her pain, you know, and she even prayed to God that God should bless her with a son. And we know later on that she was really blessed and she received the promises of God because in life, you will never receive the promises of God if you are still stuck in pain. You must be able to see beyond your pain. The other person I'm thinking of tonight, it is the man by the name of Job. Job was a righteous man. That is what the Bible says. He was a righteous man because even if you are a righteous man, there will be a moment in your life where you experience pain. But as much as he has experienced pain, after losing everything that he had, including his children, we find Job seen beyond pain and he also prayed for his friends and later on God blessed him with the double because he was able to see beyond the pain listen to one of his songs he says my redeemer liveth while he was still in pain when they were saying why don't you insult this God cast this God and die he said in the midst of pain I know that my redeemer liveth can I declare tonight that even in your midst of pain tonight I want you to know that there is a God who is still alive. There is a God who is still in authority. There is a God who loves you as much as you are still in pain. My Redeemer liveth. Praise the name of Jesus. God has given us these people so that we can learn from them. So that we can see that you can see beyond the pain. There's a man by the name of Paul. The Bible says Paul had a thorn in the flesh. And he prayed to the Lord three times. And the Bible calls that, you know, a pain from the evil one. He prayed to God three times and it never moved. But we see Paul, you know, seeing God or seeing beyond the pain. After praying, God says to him, my grace is sufficient for you. I strongly believe that there is a sufficient grace beyond the pain. In the midst of the pain, there is too much grace. Oh my goodness me. For the mere fact that you did not die last year because of your pain, it is because there's a grace of God in the midst of pain. For the mere fact that you did not die when you lost both your parents, it is because the grace of God was there to carry you through in the midst of pain. You had a terrible divorce. Let me tell you, God sustained you in the midst of that pain so that today you can see this day and see what the Lord is doing in your life. So the list goes on and on. There are many people. There are many people. One of my favorite it is Joseph. Joseph is a young man who had gone through a lot of pain. When you look at his life it began with a prophecy. Just because there was a prophecy over his life. He experiences a pain. People, they were against his prophecy that one day he's going to become a leader. And you find Joseph going into the pit. And not only that, we find from the pit, we find Joseph having, you know, a prize tag. They put a prize on him. You know, they sold him for 25 shekels of silver, you know, to the Egyptians. And then this is what happened to Joseph. You know, they put a prize tag. Not only that, he goes on. He goes to Potiphar's house. And on top of that, there is another pain. They accuse him for something that he did not do. You know, sometimes... 
but not with Joseph. He did not do that, but he was in pain. And he found himself in prison. Pain for something he did not do. And the beauty of that, we, we see him now in palace. And this is where I want us to pick up our story. When he's in the position of authority, he's in the position of favor, he's in the position of success, he's in the position of being a commander, but he has gone through pain, he has gone through these things. I don't know if I was Joseph, how would I deal, you know, with those situations? But I want you to see a man who saw beyond pain. So we pick up the story from the book of Genesis chapter 50 from verse 18 to verse 23. I read, verse 18, it says, Then his brothers also went and fell down before his face because now he was in authority. And they said, Behold, we are your servants. They remember what they have done. Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid because they were afraid. For am I in the place of God? But as for you, you meant evil against me. But God meant it for good. Listen to this. He says, in order to bring it about as it is this day, to save many people alive. Listen to me. This man, he saw beyond the pain. You know, when his brothers were thinking that they were causing him pain, he says, listen to me. It was not about you. This, it was the plan of God. But you can only say that if you are able to see beyond the pain. And in verse 21 says, now therefore do not be afraid. Three times he's saying that because they are afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. Look at this young man. He says, I will provide for you in spite of all the pains. I'm going to provide for you. And not just for you, but I'm also going to provide for your little ones. You can only do that if you see beyond pain. Because if you are still in pain, you are just saying, But if you, you see beyond the pain, you say, I will provide for you and your little one. Only if you have seen beyond the pain. And the Bible says he comforted them. And he spoke kindly to them. How do you comfort people who have caused you pain and you speak kindly to them? Verse 22 says, So Joseph dwelt in Egypt. He and his father's household, listen to this, and Joseph lived 110 years. Please underline that. Underline that. Lived 110 years. Other people, they don't live that long because they are still in bitterness. They die before their time. That is why they don't live long because they are bitter and they are in pain. So they, 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 they live short because they don't want to see beyond pain. Listen what verse 23 says. Verse 23 says, Joseph saw Ephraim's children. Listen to this. To the third generation. The children of Makir, the son of Manasseh, were also brought up on Joseph's knees. If Joseph could not see beyond the pain, all these things will never happen unto him. 
All the time in this country, in the church, I see people dying before their time because they can't see beyond pain. They allow pain to come into their system and destroy them before time and they die prematurely. But I strongly believe that tonight God has sent me here for somebody who is in pain and you're about to die before your time. And the Lord says there's no need for you to die before your time. You can see beyond that and you can live long. You can see beyond that and impact the lives of people. You can see beyond that and touch the lives of people. You can see beyond that and make a difference in the lives of the next generation. The only thing that you need to see to do is to see beyond the today or the pain of today. Let me give you seven things and I'll be out of your way and we're going to minister to God's people tonight in Jesus' name. Devil, you are a liar. If you did not kill them yesterday, it is too late because tonight is the night you're going to deliver your people of God. Thank you for what you're about to do tonight in the lives of your children. For the mere fact that they are here today, it was your plan, oh God, that they should survive everything that they've gone through so that, oh God, they can receive this message and so that you can turn their lives into ministry in Jesus' name. Seven things you need to see beyond pain. Seven things. Number one, are you ready? See purpose. In your pain. See purpose. Don't just see pain. But you must be able to see purpose in your pain. God never allows pain without purpose in our lives. When God allows pain, it is because there's a purpose. He is not there. The pain, it is not there to kill you. But the pain, it is there to reveal your purpose or to introduce your purpose in life. Listen, this is what Joseph says. He says, but as for you, you meant evil against me. But God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day. Listen to this. So that many lives can be saved. Joseph had to go through pain so that many lives could be saved. You must be able to see purpose in your life. Why are you in your family suffering like this? Why are you, everybody's against you like this? Why people are selecting you? Why everybody in your company, they get promotion, but when it's time for you to be promoted, promotion does not come your way. Why so much pain in your life? Listen to me, child of God, tonight, I strongly believe that God has a purpose about your life. That is why he's allowing you to go through pain so that you might see beyond pain and see the purpose of God because in the midst of the pain, there is a purpose. I'm glad for the pains that I've gone through. It is because God wanted me to discover my purpose. Somebody said one day, God always has a purpose for allowing pain to enter our lives. A purpose that will result in something greater than the pain itself. How I wish I can face the devil and say, you know, you thought... You know, you're going to finish me. Look what the Lord has done. How I feel, I can tell the devil tonight and say, nye, 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 nye. you thought yeah, you're going to finish me. Nye, 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 nye. Here am I. I'm at Grace Bible Church tonight. It is because of what I have gone through. You wanted to kill me, but God, he is turning around things for my good. Ah, that's what the song says. That God, he's turning everything for my good, even the pain. Ah, Jehovah, so that today I can be elevated. It might be painful for now, but God is up to something, my dear. 
but God is up to something hey. but it is your role and your responsibility to see beyond the pain look at your neighbor and say see beyond your pain don't be stuck in your pain there is a purpose in your pain God is up to something about your pain Look at the second thing tonight. Look at the second thing. You must be able to see protection in your pain. See protection in your pain. The Bible says, then the Midianite traders passed by. So the brothers pulled Joseph up and lifted him out of the pit. And listen what they did. They sold him to the Ishmaelites and they took Joseph to Egypt. Can you imagine this boy at the age of 17? He's in the cage somewhere. They are transporting him to a foreign country. His own brothers, you know, they betrayed him, sold him to slavery. I don't know what was happening in the mind of Joseph. I don't know what questions he was asking at that particular time. But I know that he was full of pain, that my own brothers are doing this to me. The very same brothers who are supposed to protect me. This is what they are doing unto me. The very same person who said he loved me. And this is what he's doing to me today. He is leaving me with these five children. The very same man who stood right here on the altar. And he said for the better and for good I'll be with you. I will die with you. And today he is leaving me. You don't even understand why. Why? Listen to me my darling. See protection beyond pain. God is protecting you. It may never make sense. God understood that if he allowed Joseph to live with his brothers, his brothers will kill him. His brothers will kill him. These guys will never, will actually try their best so that Joseph does not become a prince and they would kill him. And you know what God did? He said, I must move you out of your brothers. I am protecting you. It is painful for now, but I must move you out of your place. I must move you out of your family because these folks, they are so evil. They're going to kill you. You don't understand, young boy, right now, but this is all about you. This is all about protecting you. You know what? Some of you, you don't understand why your father left you and you are mourning for now. How I wish God can show you the future, but God allowed him to go so that he can protect you, so that he can preserve you. Today, you are bad you are a better man you are a better woman as much as he has left you God was protecting you you know my mom told me Bishop Walsh was still alive she said your father didn't want God was an atheist he didn't want God it was painful when I lost him when I was one year six months but ask yourself, if he was still my father, do you think I'll be preaching the gospel today? You know, when God allows other things, he knows that he's doing this to protect you. He's doing this for your future. But it is your role and your responsibility to see beyond the pain. See beyond divorce. Yes, I know it is painful, but see beyond. Some of you, you are better off today. You are able, you know, to live your life in a, in a better style. The day he left you, God elevated you. God empowered you. God made you smarter. It is because God was protecting you. 
Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying people, they must never take care of your ch their children. I'm not saying that. But when they've left you, you must be able to see the protection of God. You know, sometimes other people, you are busy crying for their boyfriend. Uba, Uba, Baga, Solomon. Uba, Baga, Solomon. Uba, Baga, Solomon. Uba, Baga, Solomon. Ha, Safang, Uba, Baga, Solomon. So, Solomon. He left you. Listen to me. Shia, Uba, Baga, Solomon. See beyond. See beyond that. Because God is up to something. He left you. It is for the reason. And God is protecting you from Uba, Baga, Solomon. Come on, give God a big end of praise tonight. Look at the person next to you and say, God is protecting me. God is protecting you. See beyond that pain. Number three, you must see preparation in your pain. You must see preparation in your pain. You know, pain boosts maturity. Pain makes us to be matured. You become a man, you become a woman. Because of pain. Listen to what Romans 5 says. In verse 3, it says we can rejoice when we run into problems and trials. For we know that they help, oh my goodness me, they help us develop what? Endurance. You know, pains, they make you mature. You see, you can see somebody who has never gone through some stuff. People have never gone through some stuff. Ah, but people who have gone through stuff. <laughs> you can see them when they appear. Because now you respect people because you have gone through pain. I know pain. That is why I respect people. That is why I honor people. That is why I'm humbled. It is because of pain. Pain will humble you. Pain where will put you down on your knees. You must be able to see beyond pain. Look at the person next to you and say, pain is good for you. You remember when you had everything. Everything was going well with you. Everything was going well. I've seen kids in high school who are coming from rich families. You could tell even when they eat their daughter. Some of us will run after them. We'll run after that daughter. You know, but today, my goodness me. You can respect people. You can honor people. Pain, it is there to prepare you. Somebody put it so beautiful. He says, what doesn't kill you makes you what, Bazalwane? What doesn't kill you makes you what? Pain makes you stronger. Pain is not there to kill you. Pain is there to make you better. To make you wiser. To make you stronger. I am stronger and wiser today. You know what is it? It is because of pain in my life. In my life. This type of preaching today, people that don't want it. We used to prosperity. Oh, in three months I see you prospering. Oh, in three months I see you prospering. Ha <laughs> ha. Do you want to prosper? Allow God to take you through pain, my dear. 
even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. David himself, he says, I will go through the valley of the shadow of death, but I will fear no evil. As long as mercy and grace it is behind me, I can face the pain. I can face the valley because I know I will become better and stronger. Look at the fourth one. Look at the fourth one. You need to be able to see positioning in your pain. Pain is not there to kill you. But pain it is there to position you. Joseph would never be positioned if it was not pain. If he was not betrayed, he would never be a prince in a foreign country. Pain had to usher him to his destiny. Pain, it is ushering you into your destiny. You would never know your calling until you go through pain because pain will separate boys, you know, from men. You know when you go through pain that you are a man or you are a boy. Through pain, you know, true friends will be revealed in the midst of pain. Who are your pain? And pain, it is there to position you. Second Corinthians chapter 7 says in verse 9, I am glad, not because it hurts you, but because the pain turns you to God. You know, there are people who were running away from God when they had everything. When everything was rosy, you could not even speak to them about God. The day they had that tender, they they didn't have time for church. Now they were committed to other things. I don't have time for church. But because God loves you so much, he said, I will position you because I love you. I will allow the pain to come your way. Ah. All the doors are closed. Now you begin to remember even those old friends. And now God is positioning you into your rightful place. Joseph was positioned by pain. So that is why Paul says, I'm glad. Not because it hurts you, but because the pain turned you to God. I want to applaud people tonight who have come here because it's in Dozia bed. Come on, let us celebrate those people. I want you to see God in your circumstances. It's the right thing when things are bad and then you come back to God. I am glad you have come back to God. You did not go to the Sangoma. You did not go, you know, to the prophet, but you have come to God, the author and the finisher of your life. I grew up in a township. I grew up in a township. I've seen people taking a BMW, you know, to a mechanic somewhere in a township. And they could not get it right until the owner make a decision and say, you know what? This is a BMW. I need to take it back to BMW. 
You have been created by God, Wayne. There's no prophet who can fix you. There's no sangoma that can fix you. Ah, there's no psychologist that can fix you. Thank God that you have gone back to your father. You have come back to the right place because only God can fix you. You are in the right place. God has positioned you for this season. Come on, give God a big hand of praise for positioning you. Look at the last three. Is this a good stuff? Oh, this good is good to me. Thank God. There are some other sermons you will never preach them until you go through them. Until you go through this stuff. Number five, you must see power in your pain. In a nutshell, I'm saying you must see your passion. You must see your ministry in your pain. You know, the Bible says in the book of Hosea chapter 2 verse 15, God says, I will make the valley of Echa or the valley of trouble into a door of hope. Oh, please don't miss this. God says, I will make the valley of trouble. I will change that into a door of hope. The very same thing that was supposed to kill you. God says, I am going to turn around that thing. And that thing will be a door of hope. That thing will be your ministry. I told you my story some other time when I was here. I think the painful thing that ever happened to us is when we lost our only boy with my wife. Being a faithful man, serving God, you know, leading the church with integrity. I didn't understand, God, how can you allow my son to die? How can you allow my son to die? was a painful thing. I remember when we were going to, to the graveside. We had a convoy going to the graveside. And I remember as a young person, you know, when I was driving, seeing a convoy of cars, I used to lose my coolness. And say, Eish, because I've never been there. I've never been there. I got irritated because I wanted to achieve my goals. Until I was in that family car going into the graveside. I saw a man while we were going to the graveside. This old man, you know, when we came, you know, he wanted to cross. This guy, I don't know, maybe God was doing this for me. He stopped his car, got out of the car, this man, he had to go down on his knees. You know, I don't know what is it that he was saying. Probably he was praying for me. Probably he was saying, Father, the man or the woman in that car, I don't know what is it that they are going through. And I watched this man as we were driving by. My whole attitude changed. There and there, God gave me a ministry. You know, when people say today, I have lost a child. I know what is it that they are going through. I know the pain that they are going through. Today when I see a convoy of cars going to the graveside, I stop a bit, I speak a prayer for that man or that woman or those children who have lost their father, their loved ones. But let me tell you, only pain can teach you that. Only pain. But God says, I will turn your troubles into a door of hope. 
You see, if you want to discover your gifting, if you want to discover your passion, if you want to discover, you know, your ministry, you need to actually zoom in to the things that have caused you pain. Because those things, they build ministry in your life. You become passionate about those things. If you have gone through a divorce, you'd realize that God will actually make use of you to speak to other women. Your pain becomes your ministry. And there will be no one trying to run after you to encourage you to do your work. If you have gone through pain, ministry will be developed in that. Number six, see promotion in your pain. You must be able to see promotion in your pain. Listen to this scripture. It says in Genesis chapter 41 verse 52. The second son, he named him Ephraim. This is Joseph. He was blessed now with two sons. But the second son named him Ephraim. And this is what he said. It is because God has made me fruitful in the land of my sufferings. God has made me fruitful in the land of my sufferings. You must be able to see promotion in the midst of pain. Don't allow pain to steal everything. But here is Joseph now. You know, he is testifying. He says, in the land of my suffering, God has made me fruitful. It's like he's saying, if I was still in my country, I don't think I'll be a prime minister. I don't think I will be in a palace. Thank God for the pain that in this country of my sufferings, oh my goodness me, God has elevated me. Can I declare tonight to somebody that the very same place that brought you suffering, this is where you're going to find your promotion. The very same company that has betrayed you, you're going to be promoted in the very same area. The very very same people who have betrayed you. God is going to promote you into the next level. The very same thing that has caused you pain, it's not going to kill you. The very same people who have betrayed you, they will come and make recommendations about you and say, we know this man. We know. We know this man. They promote you. And when they promote you, just take the blessings of the Lord. You know, Bishop, there's a man one day he was just speaking bad about me, you know, criticizing me, saying a lot of things, bad things about me. I never said anything. You know, some other ministers will come to me and say, what have you done with this man? What have you done? He's always saying these crazy things. I never said a word. Painting me with a bad brush. But I said, Lord, you know, if I have to go through this pain. One day, 11 o'clock at night, there was a knock at my door. Go, 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 go. Hey, who's this now? Go, go. Hey, Muruti, get me now. How? Muruti, get me. Muruti, please open. It is me. Who's that? Me, so-and-so, pastor, so-and-so. You? Yes, I can't sleep. He says, I can't sleep. The spirit of God has convicted me. He says, I have come to apologize. I have come to apologize, not just to apologize. I have come with an offering. The man, he brought a huge offering. I looked at him. I looked at the pain. I said, this is the time for me to overlook the pain. Let me take the offering. 
I blessed him. I said, thank you. I speak a blessing over your life. You go. I took the offering. Let me tell you, the very same people who meant evil against you, they will come and they will bless you. They will come and they will bring an offering. They will come and promote you. He's going to use them, the very same. <laughs> the very same people. They will never sleep. They will never sleep. Ah, I declare that even the witches in this town, even the witches in this property, even the witches in this township, they will come and testify about you and testify about you and say, this is the good man. The demons in Soweto will testify about you. The Dokoloshe in Soweto will testify about you and say, this is a good man. This is a good, it's a good woman. The very same people wanted to destroy you. They're going to promote you. Come on, give God a big hand of praise. All that I'm saying, you must be able to see beyond pain. There is much more to be received beyond pain. The devil is the liar. He wants us to stick. He wants us to steal. He wants to steal our promise. He wants to steal our blessings. He wants us to be stuck right here. I refuse. I refuse. Number seven. See prolonged life. See prolonged life in your pain. The Bible says Joseph saw Ephraim's children. Listen to this, to the third generation. To the third generation. And his grandchildren, they were brought before him. He blessed them. You must be able to see prolonged life in the midst of pain. If you don't see prolonged life, you will die prematurely. You will die before your time. When we lost our son, it was the mistake of doctors. The manager of the hospital said to me, we must deal with these white folk. You must sue him. Let them learn. You can't just allow this thing to happen. And he started calculating telling me that, you know, you can actually get something like 12 million rand. Now, 12 million rand to a township boy, that is a lot of money. I said to this man, well, that sounds good. Let me speak to the mother of the child, the person who carried this boy for nine months. Let me find out from her. Oh, thank God for this woman. Pindi said to me, well, 12 million sounds good. We can even buy a beautiful house. We can even buy a beautiful car. We can have a good life. But she went on and said, darling, tell me, if they begin to ask us, how did we achieve this? How did we buy this house? What are we going to say to the people? She said, I refuse to remain in pain. I refuse to be stuck. I'll be in the house. All the time, this house will remind me of a pain. All the time, when I look around, I'll be in the house. That will remind me of the pain of my son. She said, I don't want that money. I don't want, you know, that offer. I don't believe there's a doctor who can kill your child purposely. He's just a human being. He has made some mistake. I want us to forgive him and move on. I want us to forgive him and move 
move on because there is much more on the other side of pain. I know that God will bless us. Let me tell you, two years later, God blessed us with the twins. Two boys from one boy, God bless us with two boys. Let me tell you, only God can define that. Only God can explain that. But the reason, you know, the only thing that you need to do is to be able to see beyond pain. Some of you, you are stuck in pain and you miss your blessings. In this pain, you are in this pain forever. You are, you are in this pain. And you can't see beyond pain. Come here. Come. Just want to make this illustration just before we close. You know what I've discovered about pain? What I've discovered about unforgiveness Go down on your knees. You know, unforgiveness. You become a God. You are saying to this person, I will make sure you go nowhere. I'm not going to forgive you. And I want to make sure that you go nowhere. You don't prosper. You don't see a sunshine in your life. You have hurt me. You have caused me pain. And you will never succeed in life. And you are not even aware that as much as you don't want him to succeed, you are stuck with that person. If this person does not move on, you will never move on. When he goes down, you are going down with that person. When he is suffering, you are suffering with him because you have chosen not to forgive him. I said, I will never, I refuse to be stuck. I refuse to remain in pain. I want to see beyond pain. I want to see beyond pain. You know what we did? You know what we did? I looked at that doctor. I said, sir, I understand. I know you are feeling bad. I know, but I forgive you. I don't just forgive you, I bless you. I don't just bless you, I wish you all the luck over your life. May the good God prosper you. May the good God cover you in your profession. I blessed him. When I blessed him, God blessed us. God multiplied You need to be able to see beyond pain. See beyond pain. You know, the first 28 years of my life was full of pain and sorrow. Growing up without a father, losing a father at the age of one year, six months was not a good thing at all. Knowing that I was nearly aborted when my parents were expecting me. You are in the house and you know that you've got a mother who wanted to abort you. She didn't like you. She didn't love you. You know, I was one of, one of those boys, even if when I come back home, you know, they would actually check the next morning if the plate is empty to say he is alive. I was that type of a young person. The life was so tough. I had to run away from home at the age of 10. I was in the streets of Johannesburg for five years. Taking drugs, taking glue. Full of pain, my life. 
At the age of 15, I was taught how to read. A woman picked me up and said, I know your condition at home, but I strongly feel in my heart I must take you and mentor you. I must take you back to school. At the age of 15, I was taught how to read. It was not a good environment at the age of 22 sitting Women trick with girls who were 17, 16. And you are 22, you don't even know the answers. And the teachers will mock at you. They will call you names and say, Hey, when I'm good. Hey, when I'm good. Hey, when There's no time. You're laughing now, but it was not easy at that time. Life full of pain. My mother... Because she tried life. She tried life. She had to be remarried twice. Maybe for the benefit of those who does not know this. My mother married to Matebula, who came to this country from Mozambique. He was Matebula, but he got an ID, Yagam Gomezul. <laughs> now we grew up. Later on, he passed on. We had to change. My mother had to remarry again. She had to marry Umistam Tanjera, the vendor boy. We had to change from Gomezulu to Mtanjera. The Mtanjera did not last. The marriage with the Mtanjera did not last. And then we had to change to Umtembu, Umvelas. Now, I was sitting there as a young boy. I was so confused. I don't even know my surname. Full of pains. And I was even advised I had to get somebody with the Matebula surname to take me to the home affairs so that I can change to Matebula. My metric certificate says Mgomezul. Even when I go to the home affairs, they are saying, Ganjan, Ushinchama Wenzenjani. And I decided I'm just going to leave this matter. I wanted to register good university. They were asking me a lot of questions. I said, You know, full of pain. But look what the Lord has done today. Look what the Lord has done. 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 Never die in your pain. Refuse to die in your pain. This thing must never kill you. I declare tonight you will never die in your pain. You will never die prematurely. You're going to live long and see the generations to come. You're going to live long and declare the works of the Lord into the next generation. The devil is the liar. I am here to declare as a devil, devil, you are a liar. You are a liar. We are coming out of pain. We are coming out of this situation in the name of Jesus. We are seeing beyond the pain. Come on, stand on your feet. Begin to praise God tonight. Praise God tonight. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, come on. Come on, bless his name tonight. Come on, tell God that I'm coming out of this. I am 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 coming out of this.